And, you know, if, if you're leading a team that is expected to deliver results day in, day out, on time, above quality, if you're not giving them that opportunity to be able to develop their skill sets, you're just setting yourself up for failure, in my opinion. Yeah. They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock, taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Brant Menzoir. What's up, what's up, fam? It is Thoughts That Rock, your favorite podcast what else is there the only podcast right joe rogan who we uh love to talk about uh you know sort of current challenges different things people are facing and try mm -hmm. to find some people to give some incredible advice to tackle it today we have a great guest and talked about what it takes to build a team yeah and i my good friend graham cohen actually you've known graham for a while too works for me at uh hard rock international he's my director of e-learning he's been doing this for a while he's got 35 years as a videographer mm -hmm. e-learning guy he does have his own independent video and e-learning company called rtep media but right now he's the manager of e-learning for triple a for hmm. for the auto club and has got a, a a small team there and it was perfect because he's uh you know he's had teams before but you know now when you start talking about how to develop a team he was actually uh, able to use a lot of those uh examples that he's actually going through right now and just man that guy's he, he's super smart he's got a wealth of information and uh hopefully you don't get lost in some of the the techno babble because boy he's got a lot of it up here uh, I hope that people can really connect the dots and say, man, I, I, you know, regardless of what industry I'm in, I can develop my people. Well, right? if there's a need for some roadside assistance. Oh, oh, oh my. <laughs> <sighs> You've got it with AAA. Triple A. <laughs> Are we getting triple A money? I don't know. We Are should. Sponsoring we should. Time? Amazing. Of course, we will have uh, Graham's entire bio and, and all of those details in the show notes. But, uh, man, we just had a great conversation, and especially his last thought. I think we really glommed onto that saying, what if more people were doing this? So you got to check it out. It's awesome. <laughs> Graham, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Hey, hey, good. How are you, bud? Good to see you. I was just, uh, as we were obviously talking in the introduction, but just sharing with Brant the number of years that we've known each other and just going back to our hard rock days. And even still, man, you, you helped me out on so many things, but this is, this was really cool for you to spend a little bit of time on the podcast. It's so good to see you, brother. Hey, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. 2008, when we first met, if you can believe that, September the 10th, I remember the day vividly. Wow. What? Jim was wearing a light, right, yeah, a light blue, wear. he was wearing a light blue shirt, <laughs> two buttons down. Uh, I can tell you what hairstyle he had, if that makes any difference. That's right. That was, was it. It wasn't this one. That was the year of the mullet, wasn't that? Yes. No, this was post mullet. Post mullet. I think this was, I, I had, it I don't know, Scott Stapp Creed. Oh, shoulder length nice something i don't remember nice no, it wasn't that he's seen me in all my it was a tight bob with a little <laughs> that's yeah. a totally different no, i remember the first time i met him coming Paul down Mitchell. the stairs in the hard rock uh, corporate office and I said, this <laughs> guy. And my hair what? 
that will definitely yeah. be edited out, but that is hilarious. <laughs> Siri has just joined us. So weird. I don't know what she's doing. There we go. So, buddy, we're so uh, thankful, and I know we set it up uh, the right way, but uh, with what you're doing now and uh, just managing a team, and I know you've managed uh, different teams as well, this is the perfect opportunity to talk about this, and, and it's really about mm -hmm. how to develop a team. And so, man, let's just go right for it. What is your first thought sure. that rocks? Well, uh, my first thought is building the band. I like to use the energy of building the band, you know, we're all about rock here. And for me, uh, I have a great band. I have a team of five individuals, uh, developers, uh, videographers. Um, they did ask me to give them a shout out. So I am going to give them a shout out just out of respect. Uh, I am on company time right now. So I am going to give them that time. So I got Michelle, I've got Andy, I have Rob, I have Al, and I have Keith. What are their social security Five numbers? Yes. <laughs> I can give you those. <laughs> and I have a check around here somewhere that uh, has passed. But, but giving them that name. But yeah, I have got a great team. Um, I've been working with them now for oh, 18 months now, 18, 19 months. Um, and one of the first things that I identified for my team when I came in is... You know, I know we have company goals and, you know, at the end of the year, everybody's measured on, you know, performance, stuff like that. But I insist that every one of my team members has a personal development goal. Mm -hmm. And that is you can't in this industry of well, the industry I'm in, e-learning and videography and production, it's a it's a nonstop moving river of education. It's. There's always something new coming out. Just when you think you've got everything tied down, something else comes along. Yeah. There's new technology coming out now. I mean, there's technology coming out now that our brains and our eyes can't comprehend. You know, when we start drifting from 8K to 12K, where our eyes can't see anything better than 6K. So, you know, why are we doing that? Well, there's a reason why we're doing that. But with this ever-growing change in development in the whole industry it's extremely important to make sure that your team has the opportunity to stay up to date and that's why i put this goal in place it's you know it's you know sometimes when i when i first came on board and i gave them this they all seemed really excited having this opportunity i mean i have one individual rob who who always states, she goes, this is great. I've always wanted to be able to do this, but I always feel like I don't always get the right opportunity. Well, I think they do have the opportunity. I just didn't, I don't think they know how to exercise it properly. Right. And, you know, if you have a boss that gives you that opportunity to develop yourself, you know, it goes a long way. For me personally, you know, I, I'm an education geek. I spend my evenings, I'm sitting in bed with my iPad, I'm on YouTube trying to learn something new yeah. or, you know, I spend at least every day trying to look at something that I'm going to expand my knowledge base. And, you know, if, if you're leading a team that is expected to deliver results day in, day out, on time, above quality, if you're not giving them that opportunity to be able to develop their skill sets, you're just setting yourself up for failure, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. So it's funny when you yeah. first, first off, Brant does the same thing, watching a lot of videos late at night, but it's all, it's all TikTok. Shh. 
Yes. Yeah, it has nothing yeah, to do yes, with educating yeah. himself. Yes, it's yeah. TikTok. <laughs> yes, that's, yes. The, that's yeah, what that's, it is. That's yes. what I'm watching. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm when you that. first said um, <laughs> building the team, I thought you were going to go toward the hiring side. Like, who do you hire? Who do you surround yourself with? And you're really saying, because you maybe even inherited some of the people that are on your team. It's how do I build the team how do, how do I make them better than they were the day before? And part of that, uh, you know, at least the, the first thing you talk about is your these personal development plans. What what would be in there when you say personal development? Is it outside of work or is all of the development really about honing their business skills in some area? Well, both. But to go back on what you said about talking about hiring. Um, and I purposely didn't go there because I went back and looked at stuff that you've done in the mm. past. And there's a plethora of really good content on this site about hiring the right people and that type of stuff. So I don't want to sort of pretend to jump into that arena yeah. um, because there are people out there that do it a lot better than I do. Thank you. Um, but funny you should say that. <laughs> funny you should say, I mean, look at you. You had a great hire in me. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, that's it's where really I was going. Great. Um, when I first started, uh, I had a team of four and I did have two open positions that were frozen due to COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, nothing, but like, I think many of us in the industry is that we all experienced financial freezes, you know, growth freezes, nothing we could do. You know, we had to wait until this pandemic was over. Um, I got the opportunity to expand that and, I was part of that hiring process to add a member to the band. And for me, you know, you, you go through the normal rigmarole of, you know, making sure that the person has their skills and they're, they're a right fit for the position, but they also need to be a right fit for the team. I don't have anybody that's an island in my team. There's nobody that goes off and does things on their own. We work as a team, we develop as a team, and we move forward as a team. And that's the sort of mantra that I live by um, where I just, I need to make sure that whoever I hire is going to fit because if you got somebody in your band who's playing out of key, the whole band sounds terrible. So you got to make sure that everybody is in the same mindset. So um, I hired Keith. Keith was my last um, hire. Young kid, um, sharp as all get out very gung-ho, um, and I hired him as for a position of an e-learning developer. And this kid really honestly didn't have any skill sets as an e-learning developer. I took, a, I took a gamble on this kid because I wanted to have somebody that I could mold in my own image, so to speak, and... Keith learns so quickly. So sometimes it's important to make sure that the person you're hiring, yeah, skills are a great thing, but I mean, he had video skills so we can help with the videographer, Andy, but his primary role was, was a, or is an e-learning developer. And I give him that opportunity to expand his skills. Now he had a base understanding, but he was in no way like a, a first-rate developer. That's just not where he came from. He was an um, instructor in a different business line. But 
he has picked up so quickly because I hired him on the basis that he's going to learn the job and he has not disappointed. He's created some great content and he every day surprises me with stuff that comes out of his mouth or what he develops. So, you know, it's all about making sure that that band works together as a band or as a team, not as an individual. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we've sort of experienced this in a couple of different ways, you know, with uh, uh, our good friend, Alan Schaefer over at Banding People Together, <clears throat> who helps mm -hmm. individuals and organizations find their collaborative voice and skill sets, um, specifically around collaborating. And while that's sort of one part, as you said, when we talk about the different skills that we have these natural strengths in, um, at the same time, if one of the members of the band is singing louder than everybody else and drowning everybody out, that makes it difficult as too. And then the, the, I think the underlying part of this for personal development is that unless you include the things that they care about, some way for them to connect what matters most to them to what matters most to the organization, um, it's really difficult to keep them motivated in the long term. You can find inspiration Absolutely. to keep them motivated for a moment, but if you want them to stay motivated in the job, you have to include the things that matter most to them. How do you go about yeah. finding out what matters most to your team? That's a great question. Uh, well, to me, you know, one of the things that I have that's, and I've really made it mandatory recently, is I have team meetings every two weeks. Monday morning at 10 o'clock, uh, every other week I have a team meeting. And I try to discourage anybody from taking other meetings during that time, try to discourage them from taking PTO during that time. If they are going to have PTO, I never deny anybody PTO, but if they are, I make sure that they submit their report for that meeting. So I know and I can get an update, but you know, if you don't have, when you're running a team, there's two different levels. You have the business level where you're obviously you have end results. I have a boss, they have a boss and there's expectations that need to be met at the end of the day. But if you don't get to know them on the human level, as well as the business level, you really cannot, I don't know how you can build a relationship with your team if you don't know them on a fairly personal and intimate level. Now, you know, everyone in my team have different interests. They have different goals. You know, you can't have a general conversation about, you know, I just talk about a general, general topic like music, for example. You know, music is so selective you know one person is just going to live their life listening to lawrence welk right others are diehard queen fans so um you know it, it if you don't know your people on a personal level and i've had bosses that are just so stoic in nature where they are they're not even interested in knowing what you did on a weekend you know and I don't want to sort of blow sunshine up Jim's backside here, but, you know, when I started working for Jim, we become friends very, very quickly. And, you know, I, you know, when did we start working together? It's been almost 10 years mm -hmm. and I still talk to Jim on a regular basis. You know, we're best buddies. That's the type of relationship 
that I try to build with my direct employees. Mm -hmm. I have one of my best friends that um, I actually gave him my business. When I closed my business down, I gave him all of my um, clients. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, this, there's no secret, but I had to fire that individual. He worked for us and I had to fire him. And, you know, Jim and I had the conversation beforehand. There was a mistake. He understands the mistake he made. And if he's listening to this, he knows who he mm -hmm. is. And he learned from that lesson. It was the hardest day of my professional career having to fire one of your best yeah. friends. But at the end of the day, you know, if you never fire anybody, they fire themselves. Right. And Jim gave me that opportunity. He was there every step of the way. He sat next to me and goes, you know what? You can do this. I'll be here to support you. And, you know, it was an easy decision. It was very cutthroat, but it was a hard decision. Yeah. You know, when you have your best friend in your room in tears because he's just lost his job, is never an easy. And then you have to walk that individual out. Sure. That's one of the downsides of getting to know people on a human level. Yeah. And some people don't want to do yeah. that. But to me, you don't develop and build your team unless you know them on a personal level. I don't know if that answered your question, sure. but... Yeah. And, yeah. and I think, um, you know, we, we really touched on two areas in this thought. We'll move to the second one here in just a moment. But now you really did touch on both hiring and making sure you have the right people on the team. But also once they're there, yeah. making sure that they're always working on themselves. And, and to you, your yeah. point was, I want to put everybody on a personal development plan. And it's, you know, it's the three C's that I talk about competence, character and culture fit and the culture fit, mm -hmm. making sure that they fit in. Um, it is now a critical piece. It didn't used to be. I I always thought it was a nice to have competence and character. I could just stick with those two. But now, you know, and, and you're just validating it. Culture fit is a big part of that. Um, Absolutely. Listen, we'll, we'll be right back after these messages. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. So let's talk about your second thought that rocks, man. All right. Yes. Yeah, so my second thought, you know, selecting your instruments. So, you know, ensure that you're well suited for, ensure that they are well suited for their instrument. So what did I mean by that? So we talk, we'll go back and talk about Keith again, right? You know, Keith's going to be thrilled that we're talking about him so much here. But um, when I hired him, uh, to be part of the team, right? He was going to be an e-learning developer. Um, and the main reason I put him in that position is that I know that he could take that role and run with it. And the skill sets that he came with, you know, he had a instructional design and uh, delivery background, um, but he was also an amateur videographer and photographer. And the skill sets that he brought was a real nice added bonus that I didn't really anticipate getting. And 
it was just a natural fit to put him into that role. Um, there's no other way to explain it. He was he was just well suited for that particular position. And everybody that you hire and you put in your team, you know, you've got your drummers, you've got your guitarists, you've got your lead singers, and you've got your bass players, right? Right. They have to know their instrument and they need to be able to play it extremely well. Right. So the making sure that your individual is well suited for the role that he needs to do within the band itself ensures that the whole team moves together and develops and builds as a, you know, as a united group rather than individual. Um, ironically, just before I signed on to, for today's podcast, I was putting in their personal goals in the system mm -hmm. to make sure mm -hmm. that they were well documented. So at the end of the year, when we go back to review that, that we can see exactly what was accomplished. So, you know, for example, um, I will share that for Keith's personal development, again, uh, good old Keith, um, his personal development for this year is visual and graphic design. He wants to expand his knowledge on visual and graphic design. So in his goal, I laid out what he needed to accomplish. And at the end of the year, what he should be able to do and be comfortable with that at the end of the year. So he would know, and, and he really wants to focus on how to use Photoshop and develop elements that he can utilize within his e-learning um, programs that he's developing. So I've given him very specific goals around those particular tasks. So having a full understanding of layers, how to understand the difference between blend modes in Photoshop, how to understand and utilize you know, advanced keyframing when you're doing animations, that type of stuff where I know it's stuff that he enjoys doing, but also at the end of the day, it's essential skill sets that he's going to need to develop at the end of the year. So sometimes having the right person in to play that instrument, you know, they don't always have to be your best candidate on paper. Mm. You know, I want to get somebody that I can mold. Last thing I want to do is get someone's bad habits and have to try and get those out. It's better to get a empty slate and develop good quality skill sets than to try and eliminate bad habits from somebody that taught them in the past. Mm. And I've had plenty of experience with that. So, you know, this might not go along with, uh, with, with when you're saying select your instruments, but I see, you know, we joke all the time. We see all these kids today that want to be a professional YouTuber. And I go, mm -hmm. the, the chances of you making it are, are one in, in, I don't know, 100 million, let alone that you'd actually yeah. make money off of the thing. But I, mm -hmm. I, I'm always interested in trying to see, would the parents, would their friends, would somebody help convince them to maybe focus on coding, you know, learning code, something that, I, I don't know, it seems like schools should almost be teaching this now. And I don't know how much that plays into your world, but you know, I'll use our good friend, uh, Brandon Hill, who worked for us at hard rock. You still have a great relationship. He does stuff with you. He's doing stuff yeah, with our my best sister company, Buki call, you know, that guy thinks in code, he's got a lot of great skills out there. He reminds me a lot of Brant from being sort of somewhat of a Renaissance person. I mean, you, you're pretty good at almost everything that you're working on. That's how I think of Brandon, but that guy thinks in code and I wish there were more kids that 
would put their energy into that because then I think they would have an opportunity to go work for a company, at least in your division, perhaps at AAA, or do something with you on the side. Am I am I off base on that at all? Do, do you think your does your whole team do they know code or is that something that? Um, and I'm just using that as an example. Is that sort of a fundamental thing in the e learning world? Um, well, for sure. I mean, e-learning has changed so much. I mean, when I worked with Brandon, um, you know, what that guy churned out in an hour, I mean, you're talking about an individual that has incredible skill sets compared to other people I know. Yeah. I mean, that guy can, you know, he, he can do more in an eight hour nap than I can do in a week sitting at my desk in front of a computer. I mean, the guy's incredible, but Yes, I agree. You know, it, it is important that that you know you you, you remain grounded. Um, you know, I've got a couple of individuals. I've got a couple of individuals that are towards the, you know, are happy just to sail along in a boat in the river <laughs> and keep going down. They have no, you know, I, one of my direct individual uh, direct reports I replaced. She was the manager of the department. She wanted to step back from a management role and go back just to being a chief developer. Mm. So I took over from her role and she has no career aspiration interest. She doesn't want to go anywhere. She's happy doing what she's doing right yeah. now, which is great. Others like the youngsters in my department, if they're still working for me in five years, I'd be very disappointed. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're not looking at continuing to grow themselves and move on, you know, if they're still working with me doing the same job in five years and I failed as their mentor and their, and their developer, mm -hmm. they need to be able to continually grow. And you use the adage of, you know, YouTube, um, people, these young kids that want to create a YouTube channel. And you're right. You know, there's a, a billion to one chance that you're going to be successful. And they see these one offs uh, thing. But would I discourage anybody from doing that? Absolutely not. Because... If you don't reach for the sky, how are you ever going to obtain it, right? So you're going to have to, there's nothing wrong with having, you know, unreachable goals, quite honestly, because how do you know they're unreachable until you try, yeah. right? And yeah. when I get somebody come up and goes, hey, I want to try my hand at this, I'm all for it. Tell me what I can do to help you support and do that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, how do you know? I may have another Brandon Hill sitting in his chair at home just waiting to burst out. And if you don't give them that opportunity, they're never going to discover themselves. So that's all about developing the band. And you bring up a really good point is that you've got to give them that opportunity. And as as a you know, as a season manager, you know, I'm 56 now, I'm getting to the tail end of my career and I'm starting to wind down. But I love the challenge of being able to mold today's youngsters and see if I, if I can teach a couple of youngsters the mistakes that I've made in my career and help them avoid that by making the right decision and making them more successful, great. Yeah. That's, that's what my role is, I see. That's amazing. Tell us your third. What is your third thought that rocks on building a team? Right. Well, this is the last one. This one's really important. So this is tuning your instruments, give them time to practice. So one of the things that I insist on everybody in my team is that they spend a minimum of one hour a week on sharpening their axe. 
Now, mine is Friday afternoon at three o'clock. I have an hour cut aside and it says right on my calendar, sharpening my axe. And at that point, yeah, unfortunately, there are times when I can't get that opportunity because my boss is pulling me into meetings. And if my boss calls me into a meeting, then I can't do it. But I will always spend that hour somewhere else. Now, for me, an hour a week is the bare minimum. I'll spend a lot more than an hour a week sharpening my axe. I'm always, when I'm having my lunch, I'm on YouTube watching something. You know, I'm having a cup of coffee and taking a five-minute break. I'm watching a YouTube video. Um, that's where I live and breathe right now. But you've got to give your team the chance to be able to complete their personal goals at the end of the year. It's all well and good turning around and saying, hey, I'm going to take a Photoshop class this year and I'm going to be a better Photoshop editor. Great. But if you don't give them the time to, to develop that skill set, it's just an empty goal at the end of the year. And if you don't give them that time, so I ensure that every single one of my team has that minimum of an hour. And I've got a couple of them like uh, Andy, my videographer, right? and he's been in the role for a while and he's still learning and he's got other things. And he, a lot of the times he'll reach out to me and say, Hey, can we do a, a power session and we'll get on a WebEx and we'll share a screen and I will teach him something within that hour that I know or that's something, hey, I'm trying to learn this. Can you show me how you go about doing it? So he'll look at this and we'll do a power session. We'll go through it and then I'll have him do it or say, now you go off, here's the skill set, go off and then come back to me with what you built. And if you have any questions, I'm here for you. Uh, and we do that a lot. Sometimes we'll have group sessions. I like doing lunch and learns yeah, where, you know, I've come up with a, something that I think the team will benefit by. I'll say, hey, I'm doing a lunch and learn today. They already grab a lunch and I'm going to do a quick demo on it. And then we'll sit around and we'll shoot the yeah. excrement, yes. so to speak, <laughs> and we'll go through the thing. And that's a, you know, we'll do that quite right a bit. There, yeah. Shoot the excrement. Shoot the excrement. Yeah. Shoot the excrement. You know, there we go. I, I love, so I just coined that right. part of one of the things that I think we see often with a, a fairly large mistake that, some leaders make is not separating the types of goals that exist, right? So, so there are two types of goals. There are outcome goals and there are process goals and outcome goals are the result. So using your example, the outcome goal is I want to be better at Photoshop. Um, but without process goals built in, which are the actions and behaviors to get to the outcome that you want, um, the chances of them actually hitting that outcome goal are not very good. So I love that you are sort of scheduling time for them to work on the process to take this action and behavior specifically around different things, even in, to go back to the previous thought, even in this idea of, of your, your laying out goals for your team. Um, it's not just laying out the goal. You are providing them with specific things. Hey, learn about keyframing. Hey, learn about shading. Hey, learn about you're, you're giving them specific actions to take, which are all process goals, which keep them motivated. If you, just give somebody that outcome goal, the chances of them staying motivated um, aren't very good because you're not giving them those little breadcrumbs along the way that keep them on the path. 
And so if you, you know, I think that's one of the best things I've heard today is, is you are understanding that the outcomes are the outcomes. However, you have to provide those process goals in the middle to keep them on the right path, to give them that short-term motivation that make them want to go on to the next thing. I think, do you find that that's how it works with the team that they, when they accomplish one thing, they go, yes, I can't wait to get to that next thing you've, you've given me. You, you just hit the, the, the nail on the head with that word motivation. And that's the, if there's one takeaway from this and the people are listening to this, it motivates the team. You will be surprised how the the result that you get from a team member learning something that they've always had an idea how to do, but they have no clue on how to accomplish it. And then they go off and they learn it. And then it's like, holy crap. Yeah, I can do this. You know, it's not beyond my reach. Yeah. And the motivation that they get because it just drives them to go, what else can I learn? And, you know, I have two different things that I do. You know, I always say in my team meetings, as you remember, when you're developing or building content, whether it be video content, whether it be e-learning content, think about what it is that you want to accomplish. I don't care whether you can do it or not. That's irrelevant. If you don't know how to do it, either I know how to do it one of the other team members know how to do it or together as a group, we'll figure out how to do it, but don't not do something because you don't know how to do it. Because at the end of the day, you end up putting out a substandard product. And I always try to push my team to keep raising the bar, look out, thinking outside the box. Uh, I said, but don't lose focus off the box when you're thinking outside the box, which is really important because you hear that term a lot. Oh yeah, I'm trying to think outside the box, but you've lost total focus of what the box is then, you know, it's not seeing the forest for the trees type yeah. analogy. Yeah. So keep focus on the box, but motivate yourself. And when you see stuff and you're developing your skill sets and you can share that with others and bring that to the team and help to develop other stuff, you know, there's nothing that we've not been able to accomplish together as a team when we put our mind to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of one instance. Uh, I do want to touch on another thing though. Another thing that I do where we have, we use the platform Kaltura. I don't know if anybody knows that, but Kaltura video platform mm-hmm. is basically an internal, uh, it's literally a, an internal YouTube platform. So it's a, a video hosting platform, which tracks video content. It writes to an LMS. So if you watch a video, that video completion gets written to an LMS. Um, think of YouTube internally. Um, well, within that platform, I've created an area, which it was called Graham School of Learning. I've changed it now to Learning Technology School of Learning. But within that area, one of the key things that you can do in Kaltura is you can post YouTube videos and links, um, but keep it internal. So you're not asking them to go out to YouTube. They're on the internal platform. And I've posted a couple of hundred little short tutorial videos. When I'm out on YouTube and I see something, like I see a little video on how to create a multi-layered button in Photoshop, I thought this is a great little tutorial that I can share with my team. So I put that link in the Kaltura, which they all subscribe to. So whenever I put a video in that platform, they all get an email saying, hey, Graham's just posted a new video and they all go out and watch it. And you'd be surprised the number of times I get people that are 
Skyping me or sending me a Teams note saying, hey, I just watched your video. And I said, I haven't even finished putting it up yet. Mm. You know, I'm just still filling out the description and they're already watching it because they've got a notice that I've just posted there. You know, that's the that's the inspiration for me just to keep going out and finding that stuff because these guys are champing at the bit for more knowledge. Mm. And yeah, when you have a team that are champing at the bit for that, you have nowhere to go but up, yeah. in my opinion. Um, so, and I also encourage my team to post to that site. If you see something that the others are going to benefit yeah. from, post. Don't wait for me to post because I don't want to be the only one posting to this site. When you see something that's going to benefit us as a group or a team, post to it. Yeah. And, you know, that they're starting to do Amazing. that. So, especially Keith. Keith is gung ho about that. Keith. Keith he's getting man, a gold star in this podcast. He he's is. like the teacher's yeah. pet right now. He's going to be a, a future yeah. guest on Toss That Rock, I guess. Yeah, in a couple of years, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, we, we see what you did there with the uh, music analogies. I like it with uh, with your three build the team, select your instruments, and, uh, and tuning your instruments, particularly, like you said, this last one of giving them some type of a process goal. I think that it, boy, that's a really good one. I, even at hard rock, I know we were, you know, we implemented flex time for our department. One of the only ones in the entire building to do it. it's very controversial, but I didn't care mm -hmm. when people came in, when they left, how much time, as long as we got the work done and lo and behold, what you find is people are more motivated. There's better morale and they wound up working longer hours anyway, but boy, there were some people who did not like that. But I didn't take that extra step that you did, which is to carve out a specific time for people to work on their development. I don't know. Maybe people were developing themselves we? or not. But the fact that you're implementing that, I think, says a lot about you. And, uh, you know, you're probably going to have people that will work harder for you and stick around a little bit longer. Man, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. When I can't expect to. I can't. Yeah, I just say I can't expect to make sure that I put those goals in there action sheets each year yeah. and not give them the time to accomplish it. So you Makes have to sense. give them a minimum of that hour. Super yeah. smart. Um, wh where can people get more information either about you or the things that, that you're working on? Where would you like for us to send people? Cause we do have, obviously we mentioned this in the intro, we'll have your bio and everything in the show notes, but if they want to really climb inside Graham Cohen's head, where would we? Where uh, would we well, if you have a question, if you have a question, you can email me at rtepmedia at gmail.com okay. um, and I'll spell that it's it's we actually my company's name is my wife's name backwards <laughs> we figured if Oprah can do it we can do it <laughs> yes. um, so it's my wife's name is Petra so it's Petra backwards so it's a-r-t-e-p media dot at gmail.com great perfect that's great man well, listen, I know uh, our friendship goes way back and I, I knew you'd be a wealth of information and I'm super happy about all the things you're working on and, you know, developing the team. You know, I know you said you went back and looked at it, but you can never probably talk about this enough. There are probably people out there that they've just entered into a leadership position and they'll take all the information they can get. So thank you, buddy, for spending a little bit of time with us. This was awesome. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here until next time. You Sounds good, man. Take Rock care. on. Yeah. Okay. Take care, guys. Hey, rock stars! Thanks so much for tuning in. Yeah, and listen, we know how busy you are, and grabbing those little nuggets of wisdom that can amp up your life are super hard to come by. So we hope this episode helped you enough for you to maybe subscribe and consider leaving us a rating and a review so that we can continue to grow the show. Thus, that rock is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And all
also supports Cannonball Kids Cancer and their fight for finding and funding treatment options for kids who have run out of options. They're amazing. Their work is incredible. To learn more, please go to cannonballkidscancer.org. Finally, if you're interested in having Brant or Jim or both of us speak at your event, whether as a virtual webinar or an in-person conference keynote or mastermind, contact us directly at thoughtsatrock.com. Until next time, rock on! Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.